0: Week six in the NFL and the championship series for the MLB. Welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. And boy, do we got a lot to cover because the fucking NFL is heating up and the MLB playoffs are moving closer and closer to the World Series in a disgusting, disgusting way. But we'll get to that. How are you feeling? Um,
1: It's football season. It's football season. Absolutely. Let's just just say the Eagles being um, undefeated has helped my mental health a lot.
0: Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do as a Raider fan? You got the Kings coming, dude. (laughs) Damn, (laughs) I am down bad in more ways than you know. (laughs) With that said, let's go across the pond in it. I love this. I love saying in it. And I love that we get to wake up with fucking football on on a Sunday morning. It's a beautiful thing. It's like God smiling down on us through our TV. We got the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans in London. The Ravens are four and a half point favorites with an over under of 42 points. What do you think, Kyle V.? Same with same same as you, man. I'm so happy just
1: waking up and turning on TV and having football on. It's so nice to just have that happen. Like you said, God just smiling down from down under. Wait, that's Australia. That's
0: Australia. (laughs) In in,
1: wasn't a geography major like our like our friend uh, Hoffman. But um, (laughs) we we uh, I think the Ravens are gonna come out and dominate here. We got a big travel scenario here. The Ravens were smart and left on Monday, I believe. Got over there, probably do some sightseeing, practice a little bit. And then, you know, get ready for a game Sunday. Meanwhile, the Titans flew into London Thursday night after practicing. I can't imagine, like, just, it's crazy. They had to be exhausted. You're going to get there be exhausted. You don't sleep well on a plane. And then... You play a game in in two days. It, it, that's tough. I think the Ravens come out really strong. Love love like a Ravens first half bet here.
0: Oh okay, yeah. that's spicy. I like that take. Yeah, why didn't why didn't we learn from the the Bills flying out on Friday last week? What I don't. I, yeah, I don't get it. It, it. it was too late to know. to move the flight. Probably They're like ah he already booked yeah. it. <laughs> Fuck it. Booked.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I just don't get it. I don't know if it's like teams trying to save money a little bit or what, but it's like why wouldn't you get out there and you know throw throw the throw the lads a little biscuit, you know? Let them go see some see some sights out there, go see Big Ben, you know? Yeah, we've been there. Fun fact. You yeah. and me.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I also like the Ravens here. I think they do get the win, but it's like, how many times do we have to do this where we think they're looking good again. We think that they're going to turn the offense back on. And then they just shit the bed. And yeah. it's just tough to watch, man. I, I honestly don't – I don't really like watching either of these teams. Their offenses are just atrocious at most points. And it's not even like it's just old school football where they like to run the ball. They do. But it's like they're dropping passes. They're throwing the ball away. Tannehill is just not it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's tough to watch, honestly. It's just sloppy, sloppy football. Was Tannehill ever? Uh, he had that like one year where it was like, <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> until they got to the playoffs. I was like, damn, this is Ryan Daniel <laughs> <laughs> But um, if I was going to bet anything here, I would have to take the under on this 42. I think things get over in London, and they just get kind of weird and sloppy. Both teams, no matter what day you get there, probably just feeling a little funky still on their bodies. So that's the way I would lean
1: yeah I agree with you there for sure. um
0: yeah, like you
1: said though, the both offenses not very good. That Ravens offense just really let Lamar down last week those those pass catchers dropping balls all over the place. It's hard to imagine them being worse um this week, so that's kind of what makes me lean Ravens because they are talented. um they're definitely the more talented team of the two. um, but ultimately, you know, it's one of those things where i wouldn't be surprised turning on the tv and and you know it's it's uh 6 to 3 titans or something in the second yeah. quarter you know um the this is one don't west coast people don't set your alarm for 6:30 to wake up and watch this game you can sleep in till 7:38 o'clock and catch the second half and you'll be fine
0: or tune in next week and we'll give you a full recap of that six points that got scored in the first two quarters hey there we go plug god all right, coming back to the greatest country on earth, we got the San Francisco 49ers going to Cleveland to face the Browns without Deshaun Watson. And I don't think the rookie's playing either, so I don't no. even know who their quarterback is. Kyle going to look that up for me while I tell you that the Niners are minus 10. They're 10-point 10 favorites with an over under of 36.5. And that's in large part due to the to the Browns not having a quarterback, and both these teams have elite with a capital e defenses
1: yeah that that game is going to be really ugly the such a high spread with such a low total just implies they're like yeah the niners are going to score 20 plus and the browns just aren't going to score um their quarterback is pj walker former uh panther who um had some moments for them uh where he's a serviceable backup He definitely will look better than uh, DTR looked for the Browns last week um, because he was uh, definitely struggling out there as a rookie. Um, But, yeah, P.J. Walker had some moments as a Panthers backup, but I can't imagine this is going to be a a good day for him against that Niners defense.
0: Yeah, it's going to be brutal. But he kind of led them on some big wins. Was that last year they almost made, like, a little playoff run? That D.J. Moore touchdown, I think, at the end of that one game. Yeah, that bomb where he took his helmet off. That was fun to watch. So hey, maybe they'll get a little frisky. I mean, looking at the over under 36 and a half with the spread, it implies like a 23 to 13 game, which, hey, if that's your kind of football, then by all means, you're a sick, nasty boy, but you get off where you get off. And I can't I can't hate on that. But I think the Niners run away with that. They're going to go to six and oh and become just the heavy favorite to win the NFC. Heavy favorite. Oh, I mean, not that heavy, but I think, you know. We had an Eagles fan in here. Interesting choice of words. Let's move on. Next up, we got the aforementioned Carolina Panthers going to Miami against the Dolphins, where the Dolphins are massive 14-point favorites with an over-under of 47.5 points.
1: Tough to imagine Panthers keeping this anywhere close. Um, I don't know if you saw... Uh, Panthers coach Frank Reich, his uh, his comments this week, they're asking him kind of about ownership with the team and how the, the owners input. And he basically said, you know, some some owners with teams are very hands off. Let things get handled. Some are really involved with it. And he said, ours is very involved with it. I meet with them, you know, twice, three times a week. And um, he said, I wouldn't classify the meetings as fun. <laughs> but but he cares a lot and he wants us to win well they're not winning so I I imagine that the meetings aren't fun at all that team's just not good Bryce Young's been struggling a lot um it's hard to really fault him too much with Adam Thielen as wide receiver one and uh Miles Sanders just not looking good and missing time this week too so it I it's tough to imagine they keep it within two touchdowns unless they get you know a backdoor Um, touchdown late they're down 20 and score in the last 30 seconds you know Mm -hmm. something like
0: that could happen potentially but even that I don't think is very realistic that's the thing about the NFL is 14 point spreads don't happen that often you know we're gonna get a handful of them throughout the year probably less than 10 there's still NFL players at the end of the day and there's some guys like on the Panthers defense that you know they had high expectations coming into the end to the beginning of the year so it is going to be tough, but the, the Dolphins are so much better, and they're in that race for the AFC's number one seed. They need a win to keep pace with the Chiefs. I don't think there's any way that the 0-5 Panthers come in here and win this game on the road. Um, but like you said, you you definitely could see a little backdoor cover. And on your point about Frank Reich talking about the owner, I think that was kind of a little bit of shade at Bryce Young, actually, because the rumor is that they wanted he wanted to take C.J. Stroud, which we're still early in the year, but that would have been a massive upgrade at this point. He's looking like the number one quarterback from that draft and like the real deal and Bryce young, like you touched on last week, it looks like it's a little too fast for him and he just can't really get a grip on that offense. So yet to be seen a lot of time left, um, but that was an interesting moment where it kind of felt like he's like, Hey, this 0-5 shit ain't on me. Uh, you know? Yeah, he he's basically trying to protect his job in a way, I guess,
1: yeah. but five yeah, weeks it, into the season, he's feeling the hot seat. Yeah.
0: They're,
1: they're just, yeah, I don't know. It Like, on the CJ Stroud thing, hands down, he's looked 10 times better than Bryce Young, but at least he's got some young, exciting guys over there. They put a good structure around him um, and really set him up better for success than the Panthers have to this point. The Panthers are literally talking about, oh, we need to look for a wide receiver you just traded dj Moore. yeah in this process of getting bryce young like this is going to be a a tough process um you know with young quarterbacks realistically you got to strike while they're on that rookie deal and the panthers are at least three years away from being anything and at that point you're looking at having to pay bryce young so if he becomes something so Mm. it's just a tough situation over there
0: you're telling me the championship window is not open yet
1: Oh, no, that thing's uh, latched closed for sure. I don't even think they can see it. They're in a room with no windows right now. Yeah, they're in confinement right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Moving on, we got the Seattle Seahawks going to Cincinnati. Oh. The Seahawks are plus three. So, Bengals are favored here at home. And the over under is 44 and a half points.
1: This game is something. This, this is definitely my favorite game of the morning slate. I could see I could really see it going either way. I feel obligated in a way to trust Joe Burrow because I trusted him last week when I I said, you know, he said he feels healthy. I'm trusting him. And it paid off. He looked really good, played great. By far his best game. He was mobile in the pocket. But them giving three points to a very good Seahawks team as well is just I I don't see it. I, it. It's really tough. This is one where I'd I'd really like if I was betting this game, I'd really like to buy the Seahawks up to. I'd buy a half point, and get the Seahawks to three and a half, um, because I feel like it is a field goal game either way. But man, this is is it is this is this one it.
0: You, you trust in your nuts?
1: I think this the this got to be the trust your nuts game of the week. Um, it's two two
0: good teams. And they're just going to play a tight game, no doubt. I agree. I'm fully on Seahawks' money line here at plus 130. I think the Bengals, yeah, of course they showed up last week, but they are playing the Cardinals. And to me, that was more of a throw the ball to Jamar Chase as many times as you can and trust that he's better than anyone in that Cardinal secondary, which you know he is. I don't think they did anything completely amazing. I think they were playing a team that was – a little bit ahead of their skis for the first four weeks of the season, and kind of came back down to earth. And the Seahawks just keep fucking doing this, man. Pete Carroll is a damn good coach. He's got Geno in a position to win, and they have a sneaky good defense, man. That secondary fucks those boys. Fuck, they're they gonna do. get after it. And if Jamar Chit or if if Joe Burrow isn't completely healthy, and they're getting after him, and that calf's still all weak, they're gonna fly to the ball. They might pick him off a couple times. So I am feeling it deep down in my testes. I'm going to trust my nuts too. Seahawks in the trust your nuts game of the week. You heard it here first.
1: I'm telling that as well. I, you know, my, my nuts are telling me the Seahawks too. Last week they told me to ride with burrow. They paid off this week. I got to trust them again, even though it's against my boy burrow. It, you know, they had to win one of these two games going into the bye week, and they did it last week with the Cardinals. Not that they're gonna let off the gas or anything, but they're gonna be okay losing if they lose this game. Um, they'll still be okay. They'll be sitting at two and four or whatever, but the whole divisions, you know, Ravens and Steelers are three and two. They're right, right in the thick of it still, either way. So I think, you know, I I agree with you. I think that defense is good and Witherspoon's really good. And It's gonna be a tough time for the for the Bengals receivers and that offensive line still isn't very good. So
0: So if we're really gonna trust our nuts, we gotta put a little money down on it. Yeah. We We do a a money line twenty-five each. On the Seahawks? Yeah. Let's get it. Just a solo bet. Bookie T, if you're out there, we need that before he might be at the game too. Put that in for us. Let's get it. All right, next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings going to Chicago against the Bears. The Vikings are minus three on the road with an over-under of 43 points.
1: Give me the Bears in this spot. I think, I really think that, you know, losing Jefferson and then just Kirk Cousins, I don't know if you saw his interview, they asked him if he would waive his no-trade clause. He was very, like, just off put by it in a way he was just annoyed because he knew he knows it makes sense. And, and he's like, he's like, that's not something I want to discuss, which tells me that they've already probably discussed it. And I think it's just a team in disarray. The
0: bears, which the bears are absolutely not right. They're just totally oh no. in sync.
1: <laughs> They're super in sync, but the bears are in a, in a spot where at least they're trying to find something to elevate up. The Vikings know that they're on the way down. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, that
0: is fair. Yeah, like they they they're looking at the sunset right now. Like, damn it, we missed our chance. Time to rebuild. Yeah, the Bears are still like, hey, it's early in the in the morning. The sun's gonna come up. We got some time.
1: Yeah. yeah, and the thing too with like the Vikings, Kevin O'Connell is a good coach. He's gonna be a part of the rebuild there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are not going to be part of the rebuild. That's awkward. The bears, Eber their coach is not going to be part of a rebuild fields. If they struggle bad again, is not going to be part of the rebuild. So they kind of have a rallying thing of like, we got to save our shit right now and they can rally in a way together. Whereas the Vikings are kind of in this split thing of like, yeah, this year's not it. We're probably going to start trading some guys off and, it, whereas the Bears are are not in that spot, they're they you know they know they're not a good team right now, but they're gonna they they had some progress the last two weeks, lost to a shit Broncos team, um after blowing a lead, but then dominated a Commanders team that had been solid, you know, yeah, above so,
0: average, you know, probably. Mm-hmm. I I agree with everything you just said. I would never bet on this game for anyone to win i don't know if anyone will win they might just yeah. cancel this one honestly because they might sprinkle a little on a tie might sprinkle a little on a tie, man what i will bet on though and this is going to be my parlay and it's going to hit this week i fucking know it over 43 like you said both teams bad defenses but they do have playmakers on both sides of the ball i know justin jefferson is out But the Vikings are going to throw it fucking 45 to 50 times. They're going to move the ball down the field. They got some guys that can go do that. And the Bears got playmakers that can score in a fucking hurry. Justin Fields and DJ Moore, like we saw on Thursday night. And I think that they can both get it done enough and play bad enough defense to get that over 43 points. So I like that. Lock that one in.
1: Really like that, too. That's... Very low total for the way these defenses have played uh, for the majority of the season.
0: Mm -hmm. Next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts heading to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. The Jaguars are four-point favorites with an over-under of 44 points, and this is a a very big game for this division.
1: Huge game here. Um, Gardner Minshew will be getting the start a little revenge action maybe against the Jags. Although I don't know if there's much of a revenge factor because it's not like they gave up on him. They gave him plenty of chances and they kind of realized that he wasn't necessarily that guy. Uh, he's a solid backup, but he's not a franchise quarterback. And so I don't know how much you can really uh, rally around a revenge call there. Um, Cause you know, he started plenty of games for him, but I think, I think I got to go Jags here. I feel like the Colts come back down to earth a little bit. They've been playing over their heads uh, through most of the season so far. And, you know, Minshew came in last week. They got a win. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I think the Jaguars found something with um, with last week's win, playing well on defense, and hopefully the offense can can get rolling as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would I would take the Jags. They're both uh three and two. So winner will be in first place in the division. And I think they're just a different kind of three and two. Like like the Jags are an underwhelming three and two where they just had some mistakes. They're trying to find themselves. And like you said, it kind of looked like they did last week against the Bills. Where the Colts are a three and two, where they, they're just kind of happy to be there. It's like, holy shit, we're three and two right now. But I mean, you never know. You get a backup quarterback in there and he's looking at this as his last chance, probably to, to prove that he belongs as a starter in the NFL. So you never know. Crazy things can happen. If I was going to bet this game, I would 100% bet the Jags with the minus four, though. I think they can cover that. And that if you do uh, any DFS, which is the daily fantasy stuff, Gardner Minshew smashed there. little revenge. Like like you said, a little bit of a revenge aspect. He's cheap as shit as far as quarterbacks go. And they're going to have to throw the ball. They're They're presumably going to be trailing and they're going to be chucking it around. Yeah,
1: and he can do that. He Last year when he, was the Eagles, do that. when he was the Eagles backup and he played that game against the Cowboys, they put up like 30-something
0: points. He was, he was slinging that thing. Yeah, so lock that in, boys. All right, let's keep it moving. We got the Washington Commanders going to Atlanta to face the Falcons. The Falcons are minus 2.5 at home. They're the favorites with an over-under of 42 points. What do you think here?
1: Love that Falcons line being at minus two and a half. I think they, I think they win by a field goal at least. Um, Desmond Ritter never lost at home. Um, fun fact, and I think that keeps rolling. the The Commanders just really, I don't know. They looked solid against the Eagles, and then just looked like they didn't even belong on the same field as the at the time zero and four Bears, which. It's tough to make sense out of Falcons' offense has been um pretty bad at points. Um, but they they can run the ball and commanders struggle with that a little bit. I think they'll be able to get it out to their playmakers enough. I'm I'm expecting a pretty big day from uh, Bijan, if we're being honest too.
0: Okay. I was actually gonna agree with you with the Falcons, minus two and a half and until you drop that little nugget about Desmond Ritter never lose it's been since like high school right he hasn't lost at home it's some crazy shit
1: yeah
0: desmond ritter is not a guy he's not a guy like he's just a guy you know what i mean he's a jag god uh, smith <laughs> yeah exactly i don't think that that can continue and based solely 100 off of that stat this motherfucker's losing at home this week give me the commanders to win they're plus 120 for the money line and I would love to bet you a beer on this game that the commanders take home the dub here. Is that the certified beer bet? Certified beer bet. Firm handshake. Locked and loaded. All right. And, and that's really all I got. I mean, they did look like shit last week against the bears, but maybe the bears are just a, a frisky kind of team that can explode. You know, they're a bad team, but they can't explode. And they shut yeah. down. Yeah. The commanders, I think are a, are a decent team. I think, if they were in that NFC South division, they'd probably be the favorites to win it.
1: No, that, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Um, But, yeah, I just – I think the Falcons are more talented overall. Their defense has been solid. Um, Kind of like the under in this one, too. 42 feels a little high for two, like, mid-offenses,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Give me some field goals kicked here, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, bet. bet Ooh, no. A little proppy? A little proppy goals. bet?
1: Ooh, love that! Mm. Indoors too, in the dome. Oh man, we just, oh, that shit. might be a lock. that might be a lock of the century. God. Oh man,
0: Leave see this is why?
1: This is why you come to the water cooler. We get ideas rolling, and it's just we we just made you guys
0: money. <laughs> yeah, you made me come. Is what you did? <laughs> can, you, can you edit that out, please? <laughs> Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints going to the Houston Texans. The Saints are one-and-a-half-point favorites, so almost a pick them here with another over-under of 42 points.
1: This one's tough for me because when it's this close of a matchup, I really like looking at the coach. Um, and 10 out of 10, I'd rather go with D'Amico Ryans over Dennis Allen. But ultimately, the Saints are just a better overall roster I think the Texans similarly to the Colts where the Colts were are at three and two Texans are two and three no one really expected them to have two wins already they're kind of punching over their weight a little bit and the Saints have hopes in that NFC South that sorrys division and I think um I think they'll come out and and handle that handle that game um and this is one you know with a a spread so small like definitely pick the spread don't just bet them to win because then you're only saving yourself a, a point there, you know, so, or a half a point even. So I, I think it's, um, it's one where, you know, take the Saints there minus the points they hopefully can win by at least a field goal.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take that advice. I'm going to take the Saints minus one and a half. I'm going to put it right into my little parlay and I'm going to win some money this week. Cause I think the Saints are just like you said, a better overall team. I mean, you, you want to talk about the next 10 years with coaching quarterback play and all that. I think the Texans have a much brighter outlook, but this year alone, the Saints did what they kind of had to do to try and win that division this year, and I think they are going to do that. They got Kamara back. He's actually looking pretty good. Um, He loves Derek Carr and those little checkdowns, so he's going to be doing that all day. So give me the Saints minus one and a half. I think they do win by like a a touchdown or a field goal. could come down to it, but they're going to pull it out. Moving on we got a great matchup between the New England Patriots and the Las Vegas. And the Raiders. Try that again. The Las Vegas. Was
1: that better or worse? Your, your, Your mic doesn't like that.
0: Oh, shit. Sorry, folks. Not going to cut that out, but we'll we'll get it worked out. We'll iron out the kinks. Just like this Raiders offense is, man. They're three-point favorites at home with an over-under of 41. And I, I kind of mentioned this to you earlier. I'm going to go ahead and take the lead here because I'm taking the Raiders. I'm not going to take them to cover because I'm not a fucking crazy person, but I am going to take them to win, which is minus 148, so still a decent little payout uh, because they are showing just – You know, that little bit of life, that little bit of promise like, hey, we actually want to try and win football games on the on the flip side. The Patriots don't look like they give a fucking shit about anything. They're getting blown out left and right. I don't think anyone on that team feels like they give a fuck at all. I don't think they feel like they can win a game going into it. It just looks like from start to finish, they're deflated, defeated, and they just don't stand a chance.
1: Yeah, I, I I feel that the Patriots these last two weeks have just been such a sad team. It's been really tough to watch. I think Mac Jones is very close to uh just completely getting benched. He's been getting taken out of the last two games. Um once it's out of hand already. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they get to a point where they're like, Yeah, let's see uh
0: let's see what Bailey zappi has got from the start. Mm-hmm. Um Honestly, I really would, quick, I would say if, if Zappy was starting this game, I would probably feel differently about it. But the fact that he's still not, and they've done that two weeks in a row where you bench your starting quarterback, like, obviously the team has lost faith in him. He doesn't give a shit. He, he is given up on this offense and everyone around him. It, it's just like complete disarray. It's, it's pretty wild to see, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really fair point. Because yeah, if he if he was out, I think it would be, it would probably even move the line a little bit. It
0: like, probably would. That's kind of sad, but it probably would. Really
1: weird over there, and I, I get that they want to keep riding out Mac Jones. He was a first round pick. They got to see, uh-huh. but I think he's shown enough. And his fucking name's McCorkle. Don't trust that guy. Uh, but I really want to side with you. I'm kind of talking, you know, talking myself into the Raiders here again. As the more we talk. But it really boils down to uh, Bill Belichick versus Josh McDaniels for me, and Josh McDaniels is not a good coach. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm going to side with you. It's for the for the brand, for the parlay, for the water cooler, pure parlay of the week. But man, you know that stresses me out a little bit. But ultimately, the Raiders definitely got more guys, and I think I think there is a revenge factor with Jimmy G. You got Jacoby Myers who was a Patriot last week and, you know, they paid Juju Smith Schuster instead. And Myers is definitely a better receiver at this point. I, you know, so I I think I could see the, I could, I could see the Raiders pulling this out.
0: Hey, thank you. Hey, I really appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Just bros supporting bros, man. I love that. Hey, support your bros out there, man. Don't be afraid. Say, I love you. Hey, I love you. Love you. And to your point, you said Jacoby Myers uh, played for the Patriots last week. Obviously, you meant last year. He got basically the same deal as Juju Smith-Schuster. And he's proven that that should not have happened uh, throughout the start of the year. I do agree. The McDaniels-Belichick thing scares me because it feels a little bit like Big Brother-Little Brother, where no matter like how good Little Brother is, Big Brother is still going to beat your ass. But... I'm riding with my pick. Raiders are winning this one. No doubt in my mind. Lock it in. All right. Next up, we got the Birds versus the Jets. And typically, I don't like that matchup for the Birds against the Jet. It's a big size disadvantage there. But when we're talking football, the Eagles are going to New York as six and a half point favorites with an over-under of 40 and a half. I'm on your Birds all day, buddy.
1: Me too. Really, really feel good about my my squad in this game. Um, Darius Slay and Jalen Carter both are out. That's tough. But Eagles are getting Fletcher Cox back. Still have Jordan Davis in the middle. That area is fine. Secondary does concern me a little bit, but luckily, you know we have uh, the Milf Hunter throwing the ball on the other side. I think we'll be all right. Um, and the Eagles' offense has just been really playing bully ball, um, like we've kind of touched on. They just move the ball at will and just go on these seven, eight-minute drives and take the life out of the the other team. And I I expect they'll be able to do that again, especially if they can force a turnover or two out of Zach Wilson. And, yeah, I really like the Eagles here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if, if we did see Zach Wilson actually, like, turn a corner, like, get a little confidence back. And he's been playing better and start to play like a top three pick that he was, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, what a fucking luxury as a team to lose Jalen Carter and just plug fucking Fletcher Cox in his place. Like, <laughs> that's insane. And I, I don't even think Darius Slay is hurt. I think he just was like, they're not throwing my way this week. I'm just going to take the week off. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah. Zach Wilson ain't coming my way. <laughs> he's, he's he's resting up for Tyreek Hill next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: He's got to rest his hammies.
1: Got to respect it. <laughs>
0: So I think the only way the Eagles don't cover the six and a half and don't win the game is if they try and do too much. I mean, I feel like they're just going to, you know, like you said, go on those long, sustained drives, going to run the shit out of the ball. Um, Jalen Hurts is just going to be crisp and clean, but not try and do too much. I think if they get crazy and they get out of their element, that's where you could get in a little trouble, start turning the ball over. You don't do that. You just play your game. I don't see any way the Jets are going to pull this off.
1: Yeah, that's the part that is a little concerning cuz the Jets defense is very good. Mm-hmm. Um so just don't do too much but find a balance of not being too conservative too. You still got to play your game um because if you do get too conservative, that's what the Bills did that opening week Monday night. They saw Rodgers got hurt, they knew it was Zach Wilson, they got really conservative um and Allen got a little reckless with some of his throws, turned it over a lot and then all of a sudden, you know, a punt return and the game's over. So that kind of thing with as good of a defense as the Jets have could totally happen, but I don't expect, I think the bills doing that early kind of sets that um, like prevents that from happening again, hopefully.
0: Yeah. And the Eagles will be trying to move to six and O to presumably keep pace with the Niners who are playing earlier in the day against the Browns and what should be an easy win. So Probably looking at two and 6-0 teams. That's going to be a fun race to watch throughout the year. That's going to be a big one. And they play, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They play later in the year in uh, Philadelphia. Also, I would love to go. So uh, my Venmo's at KyleV92 if anyone wants to help me with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, those should be rolling in any day, buddy. <laughs> Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals going to L.A. in a divisional battle where the Rams are seven-point favorites with a pretty fucking high over-under of 49 points. How did we get there?
1: Yeah, that that might be the under of the week. Ooh, dog. That's very high. But I do like the Rams here a lot um, to win straight up and at least win by a touchdown. That gets you a push. If that gets uh, a six-and-a-half, hammer it.
0: Yeah,
1: if it gets a six-and-a-half, it's a hammer. If, at seven, it's tough. Maybe just buy it down. Um, that's not a bad play. But yeah, I think I don't know. The Rams are the better team. They've been playing pretty well overall. Um Cardinals have been frisky. I'll give them that. But you know, it boils down to a coaching matchup again. Sean McVay or Josh Mc or, or Josh Gannon. McVay all day. Jonathan Gannon, right? Yeah.
0: Whatever his fucking name is, huh? Fuck that I guy. I said yeah. I are e- yours thing about Gannon. McDaniel's. Yeah, Jonathan Gannon. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, huh? No, I agree though. I think that the Rams are licking their lips because they've actually had a pretty fucking tough schedule. They've played some really good games against really good opponents, and they lose because they're just not as good. But they got to be pumped for this. I think Cooper Cup has a big day. Stafford's gonna have a big day. Aaron Donald's going to have a motherfucking day. He might get two sacks. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned last week he got kind of shut out against the Eagles. A guy like Aaron Donald does not like to get shut out. He's not going to take that lightly. He's got to be stoked for this matchup. I think the Rams win by probably like 10. But if you could get it at six and a half points or buy it down, that's a touchdown. They're covering that all day. The over under of 49. I just don't understand how it got that high it's not like I don't know I mean the Rams offense is is very good the Cardinals is not that good what are we thinking here
1: yeah I I don't know I it seems ridiculously high but I guess you know and James Connors out I that just seems way too high
0: I might have to switch up my parlay play
1: it's got to be an under
0: okay we're going to look at that later we're going to we're going to play with that. Anything else on that game? I mean, that's pretty cut and dry.
1: Yeah, I, I think it is too. Um, you know, like I said, Cardinals has been frisky, but your point of the Rams playing a tough schedule up to this point is really good. I, I think they got to be feeling really confident and looking to go out and make a statement here and be like, you know, show that they're definitely not a bottom-tier team. Show that they're well above that. They're not that top-tier either, but they're definitely – you know, in that, um, they're upper, they're a upper middle-class team.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. They can afford a decent car, but it's going to put them down You know, it's going to hurt a little bit when they're making the payments. They might be a playoff team too. Who knows? All right, let's get out of there. Next up, we got the Lions going down to Florida against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Lions are three-point favorites on the road with another over-under of 42. That seems to be the, uh, theme of the week with the 42 points
1: love 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 the lions here love the lions here i think the bucks the bucks are three and two and haven't or they're three and one still huh because they had a bye last week
0: i think you're right let me let me just do a little fact checking right here they
1: are three and one first place in the nfc south their only loss is to the eagles they um they just haven't played good teams up to this point though and I think, I think the Lions are a good team, and it's going to be a pretty, pretty statement type win for the Lions after they, you know, the Lions had a chance last week to kind of lay an egg against the Panthers, not play well, and still get a win. They didn't do that. They looked really, really good. Came out, came out really strong after a big win at Lambeau Field the previous Thursday, and I think they keep that rolling. I don't think the Bucks are that good. Um, they should have Mike Evans. He'll, he'll get his. Uh, you know, Baker's playing well, but overall, that Bucks team just doesn't line up man for man with the Lions. And I think, you know, Monroe is going to be back. I expect that to definitely be a, a, a win
0: for the Lions. Yeah, I think so too. I actually really like that minus three. It, you know, maybe, like you said, the Bucks are three and one, and their only loss is against, you know, the second best team in the NFC. So it's not like they've been slouches. Don't give me that look. If For those of you who can't see it, doing his fucking Eagles bullshit right now. The Niners are a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles. Just accept it, put it in your heart, and just let it sit there for a little bit. No. Back to this game. Maybe, though, the Bucks are decent. Maybe they took that one loss, and they are a good team. This is kind of where we find out. I don't think that's going to be the case. But if you're the Lions and you don't go in there and handle business, you can pretty much kiss any aspirations of an NFC championship game goodbye, probably still win that division, but you're not going to get much further than that. This is a real test. Like you got to go in there and, and handle business right now. Like you said, Amon Ra's back. I think they're pretty much fully healthy. There's no excuse to lose this game.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, I think the Lions are a team with Dan Campbell as their coach that they're not going to, they're not going to, fail to show up at a at a game so i really really like the lions here
0: next up we got sunday night football and it is a shitter it's the new york giants going to new york against the buffalo bills and the bills are 15 point favorites that's two touchdowns two extra points and then another extra point just for good measure the over under is 44 points what do you even do with this this
1: this feels like a stay away game it's it's gross the the i don't know man the giants are not good they're really really bad um the bills are good i if i had to bet it but 15 points is such a weird number too so much it's just it's a lot we talked about with the 14 point spread of the dolphins panthers game how that doesn't happen a lot And then in this same week, we have one that's a little higher. I know. That just shows the discrepancy. The Giants were a playoff team last year.
0: Oh, and Daniel Jones isn't playing, huh? Is he out? Oh, yeah. No, Terod Taylor
1: was practicing, but we should probably know this ahead of time. I think he's
0: out. We're bad at our jobs, but we also don't get paid for this job, so I think it's understandable. You go look at that up. I have a take. Yeah, well, if Tyrod Taylor's starting, I would bet the
1: Giants plus fifteen. Daniel would, Jones, you is,
0: fucking hate Daniel Jones.
1: If Daniel Jones is starting, I bet the Bills minus fifteen. That's simple. I
0: I actually feel that honestly. It, it does this count as a revenge game for Tyrod <laughs> Taylor? I mean. I don't even For know the doctor that there. stabbed
1: his lung. Was it? Was he? No, was that was big with big? the Chargers. Oh, that was with the
0: Chargers. The yeah, problem yeah. is he's been with like 14 teams. So it's like. Exactly. You, you can't just, just have a
1: revenge season. Every revenge team is NFL. around the corner everywhere. Yeah. Shot to Rod Taylor though. What a stud. But yeah, this is an ugly game. I could see minus 15 with an over under 44. It's just disgusting.
0: And that's Sunday night football, baby. Man, standalone yeah. game. That implies like 28 and a half to 13 and a half or something like that. Um, And Daniel Jones is out. Confirmed. Just looked it up. So I don't even know. What, if you're a Giants fan, what do you even do at this point? Like this, this is not fun for you. You don't really have anything to build on. I don't know where they go from here, but it's pretty clear Daniel Jones isn't the guy. The problem is you just gave him a massive contract to be the guy. So that's got to be fun to deal with. I guess it could be worse. Could be like, I don't know. I don't think it gets much worse than that, actually. Let's get out of here. Let's move on from this one really quick. The Bills are such heavy favorites. If you wanted to bet this, you would have to bet $1,350 just to win $100. If you're betting on them to win the game.
1: That puts that puts it into perspective. There,
0: I'm not a big finance guy, but I don't think that's a smart investment. Although it could be a free hundred dollars, it could be.
1: That's one. That's one way to look at it. Bet bet hundred thousand dollars on Bill's money line.
0: <laughs> yeah, not financial advice. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up with Monday Night Football. We got the Dallas Cowboys coming off of an embarrassment, going to L.A. against the Chargers, who are coming off a bye. The Cowboys are minus two and a half point favorites on the road with an over-under of 51, which is the highest over-under of the week. Hopefully this is a shootout. Hopefully this is a great game for Monday night football, a little standalone action. Do you think it will be?
1: I do. I think it'll be a close game and I think it will become a bit of a shootout. It'll be another home game for the Cowboys. Just like, you know, Chargers are constantly on the road at their home stadium um cowboys fans travel, it'll be a lot of uh lot of lot of stars in the crowd there. But I kind of like the chargers here. Like I said, when these games are close, I boil it down. I like to look at the coach. Um and in this matchup, I fucking hate both coaches. So yeah, then I was gonna say I you fucking
0: hate Brandis Daley.
1: I transition and go to uh like the players guy for guy. You know, they kind of line up similarly, but then you go to the most important position on the field, quarterback. Give me Justin Herbert. Give me Dak Prescott. I'm going to go Justin Herbert all day. I like the Chargers a lot here, especially with the two and a half. Um, Buy that up to three, three and a half. It doesn't change your odds like too, too much, and you can. it's a good spot there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You talk about getting into a shootout. Justin Herbert can get into a shootout. Who the fuck is Dak going to shoot? besides the defensive players on the other team. I don't think there's any chance that if it gets into that kind of game that they win. The Cowboys are going to have to absolutely dominate on defense if they want a chance in this game. They're going to have to run the shit out of the ball and dominate on defense, which they can and they've shown they can. But they're 3 and 2 right now in a season where were they the favorites to win the NFC East going in or were the Eagles? Eagles were the favorites, but it was it was pretty close, but the Eagles were the favorites. If they lose this game and the Eagles are going to 6 0, consider that gone. They're playing for a wild card at that point. So they got to be pretty disappointed in the way things are shaking out right now. And same with the Chargers in a season where they had high expectations. A lot of people were picking them to be, you know, going to the AFC championship game, Justin Herbert to kind of make that breakout case. They just don't have it. And maybe it's Brandon Staley. Whatever it is, something's wrong there. Chiefs are dominating that division again. This is a game right here. Whoever wins this game, looking at a nice, nice, easier trip to the playoffs. Whoever loses is seriously in danger of missing out. And whoever the head coaches of that team, they're probably on their way out.
1: Yeah. It'll yeah. It's a it's a big swing game for the way both these teams are looking at the not only the outlook of this season, but just kind of the direction they're heading in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Which hasn't been a good direction for either of them to date.
1: This has potential to be a game where like both teams are just turning the ball over back and
0: forth and just like who's gonna fuck up the least. Yeah, that 51 point over under, I don't think I can get there. I think I would hit the under on that one if I was gonna bet, which I probably will, because I'll lose my weekend parlay and then I'll be tilted in anger bet Monday night football, and I'll go, I'll go under there for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely we'll we'll uh on on our new uh Instagram page we'll we'll start we'll start putting out our uh our uh single game bets and things like that too. So you can you guys can follow along on that stuff that doesn't uh necessarily get released with the
0: podcast release. Nice plug. Subscribe to the Instagram. You wanna talk a little money here?
1: Oh yeah. I got I got after? one cooked up. You got one cooked up?
0: Yeah, let me hear yours.
1: Okay, so what I'm going to do on mine, so like I mentioned kind of while we are recapping it, but we had the Rams at minus seven. I like that, but just buying that half a point down gets you that cover on a touchdown, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to go Rams minus six and a half. Lions, same thing. They're sitting at minus three. Love love the Lions. I think they probably win by more than that, but to be safe just in case it becomes them winning by a field goal – Buy that down to minus two and a half. And then on the flip side, love the Saints in that spot in Houston, as we talked about, buy them up to two and a half. I think they win by at least the field goal. You piece those three together, you're looking at a plus 530 bet. You sprinkle, let's just say $25 for funsies on that. That's
0: $157 payout. Love that. I do love that. I love the way you're manipulating the Lions to make it work in your favor. I am not that smart or patient. I don't want to like look through this shit. I just want to push the button with my stupid little finger and
1: That's make fair. money. You know, you're, 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 uh, you're a hundred percent DraftKings uh, target audience.
0: Oh, 100%. Take my money, but throw me a little bone every now and then keep me coming back, which they do. I win one out of every, like, you know, 10 or something.
1: Give me some promo bets too.
0: And I'll tell you how much of a sucker I am. When we started this thing, I had a parlay cooked up. I said, this is a fucking winner. It had three games on it. They were the Vikings at Bears with the over of 43. Like we talked about those two defenses, they just don't play defense. I had the Saints minus one and a half at the Texans. Texans just not there yet. Good team, good up-and-coming, promising team. Saints got to win now. The Raiders money line because it's the fucking Raiders. Of course they're going to (laughs) win. And then I had a a fourth one, man. I couldn't help myself. I'm like a little kid in the candy shop. That Cardinals Rams 49 point total is just crazy to me. I'm taking the under there. I'm doing a four legger. It's plus 1056. You put 20 bucks on that. You went $230. I'd like to win $230. So I think I'm going to go ahead and do that this weekend. I think you should do that.
1: You do. You, you put that 20 on yours. I'll put the 25 on mine. And uh, let's celebrate our winnings next pod.
0: That sounds fucking fantastic. All right, anything else you'd like to hit on with this NFL Week Six slate?
1: No, man, just ready for another another week of football. It's just just football, you know. Fall October, love it out
0: here. Wish you wouldn't have said October, because now we got to get to the sad part. The MLB playoffs are coming to an end soon. The division series just wrapped up and we're heading to the championship series. We're going to start in the AL. We're going to get to the hard part later because that's just what you do in life. First up, we got the Baltimore Orioles getting embarrassed as a one seed losing getting swept. That's just straight embarrassing. I can't imagine being the upper seed here winning over a hundred games in the regular season and then getting swept out of the playoffs. Ugh. could not be my team winning no winning oh, you
1: said over a hundred over not yeah could not be my team
0: so the rangers go into baltimore went to come back to texas and then win 7-1 in game three and they're heading to the alcs
1: dominant performance rangers are a fun team to watch and they're really easy to root for especially against the astros um so it's nice to have in that series have a team you're really looking like, you know, someone you can root against those cheating ass Astros. Um, it's nice to have that team. Our boy Corey Seager out there balling. Um, Bruce Bochy doing his doing what he does. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and the Rangers are good. I have a question for you. This is the Astros' seventh straight ALCS. Is there any point where you want like the the stink of the cheating just becomes like what the hell they're just that good or is it just frustrating because for me it's more like it's so it's so frustrating to me it's like you didn't have to do that
0: well it's like barry bonds yeah he was an amazing hall of fame player well on his way to being you know like a top 20 player of all time and then decided to take steroids and now it's like you're not gonna be in the hall of fame people shit on you endlessly and you don't get the respect that you easily could have had. So it's like, why'd you do it? Same thing with the Astros. Yeah, They were, they were so good and they still are seven straight ALCS. That's fucking insane. Like we don't see runs like that in any sport really Yeah, to go to the championship series that much. It just, it sucks. It sucks even more because it was against our Dodgers and you just fucking hate the Astros, but you got to respect what they're doing. They're a very, very good ball club.
1: Yeah. And they're they're really smart hiring uh, Dusty Baker to come out of this because he's a very likable guy, but fuck him and the Astros.
0: Yeah, how about Dusty Baker versus Bruce Bochi? Hey, just so we could touch on it, we were already talked about the Astros, but they did go on a win three to one in their series over the Twins. The Twins got one. Good for them. I think you said they were gonna get swept, so at least they're not going into the uh off season with the three game losing streak it's only it's only 2 it is 2 games but hey someone's got to lose the games mm-hmm. and that's just kind of what was expected when that series started i don't think anyone thought besides twins fans that they were going to come out and win that series yeah i would i would argue uh that the twins fans probably yeah they probably well they didn't like, think they'd be there probably yeah
1: they probably didn't weren't they probably didn't think they'd get past the blue jays so they're That's what they're, i'm saying yeah pretty happy about that in general so um but yeah, you know, AL, those that ALDS was very um un uh what's the word I'm looking for? Not not exciting, just not n- not much going on there. I was hopeful that the Orioles would uh be able to, you know, build off of that incredible regular season, but kind of like we talked about maybe a year early on the postseason stuff. But now they got the experience, they realize it's a different ball game and hopefully they can build on that. But the that Rangers team's uh, legit over there.
0: Yeah, so let's just uh let's do the preview of the ALCS real quick. It's the Astros versus Rangers. Um the Astros are going to have home field cuz they won the division. The Astros are minus 140. You think they take this home easy? You think the Rangers put up a fight? You think the Rangers can win it?
1: I think the Rangers can win it and I I like I I really like that um, it's that that much of a of a plus odds for the Rangers. What would the Rangers be then? If they're they're they
0: only plus one twenty. Oh, plus, plus one twenty. Yeah, that math's not mathing to me. No, um, it's always like that. It's fucking Vegas. Just fuck. They up. can't tie. So
1: how is that? There anything in the middle? That makes no sense. I uh, but I do. I I think the Rangers uh, definitely make things interesting. That offense is. Is hitting the ball. The problem with the Rangers all year has been their bullpen. That's kind of ultimately what cost them the division in the first place. And the Astros have been there. They will get to the bullpen, and that will cause problems. Ultimately, I bet the Astros probably win this in six or seven. Um, but I hate to say that. So,
0: uh, let's go Rangers in six. Okay, I I think the Rangers do win in six, and. We kind of talked about this with the Dolphins, the way that they play offense. They're just like, hey, we got some people that are fast as fucking shit. We get them the football. We get them out in space and just let them outrun everybody. The Rangers are kind of just leading into, let's just hit the shit out of the ball. Like, they have some pitching problems. They've had some injuries where they lost some arms. But they got guys that can absolutely mash in the middle of that that lineup. And they have been. Corey Seager's been an animal. He's going to win another World Series MVP is what he's about to do. I think the Rangers are going to take it in six because they're just going to fucking out-hit the Astros.
1: Love that. Hope you're right.
0: Me too. I really do. All right. Moving on to the National League. We'll start with the best series of any of the playoffs, even though it was 3-1, didn't make it to game five. The Phillies upset the number one seed Braves in three games to one, and they're moving on to the NLCS
1: just electric over there, that team, the fan base, it's, it's great. They are, that stadium goes insane. I I don't know if you've seen the videos of like the, where it's quiet, like no uh, broadcast and they're just, you know, just the stadium audio, just the noise that's in the stadium. When they hit a home run, make a big play, that crowd goes nuts. the, have Bryce Harper just like he's just a beast out there hitting bombs. Nick Castellanos Castellanos hitting two bombs in the last two games each, you know, two 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 home runs in game four, two in game three. It's just like they just got that fire and they're fun to it's fun to watch. And I think it's partially me being an Eagles fan. I see a lot of videos on Twitter and things like that of just like, you know, a lot of Philly stuff on there. And it just it's nice to see it's like they're excited They're it's a good fan base and that team is all about it like i love that harper signed there and is just all in on that he fits that fan base so perfect like the whole drama with um orlando arcia saying the like let's go harper good job harper whatever the shit he said that like fired harper up harper literally hit two bombs that game and stared him down rounding second. Wasn't even anything personal. Wasn't nothing to get super pissed off about, but the Braves were real bitches about it after like complaining about the sanctity of the clubhouse, all this bullshit. (laughs) And, you know, Harper took that shit personally. And he had, he didn't have to, it wasn't a personal thing. I bet if he saw Arcia off the field or, like, after the game, whatever, they would dap it up and be whatever. But Ar- but Harper uses that shit, and he's just a – he's a – in the nicest way possible, he's a dirtbag out there, and it fits the <laughs> Philly fans.
0: No, absolutely. In that town, you kind of have to be. But that's why they fucking win games in these moments. It's like uh, – we were just talking about it the other day. Like, we'd love to see Chase Utley be the manager of the Dodgers because he has that same kind of spirit. And a lot of people said he was a dirtbag sliding hard to second, doing some shady things every now and then. Like he broke a guy's leg one time, maybe on accident. But should have yeah, you need that kind of fucking grit, especially when it comes down to the playoffs. The 162 game season, you know, you can you can go through it even killed a win and a loss shouldn't affect you that much. You kind of have to just play your game. But when it gets down to the playoffs, every loss is like a life and death situation. Like you have to go out there with that mentality. And I don't know if it's just because the fans there, it's just the way that city is, but this Phillies team fucking brings it like that every single day. And that atmosphere is electric. It is so fun to watch. And the Braves have a great fan base too, but the Phillies take it up a fucking like two extra notches. It's crazy out there.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I th- I think, um, you know, We'll 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 touch on the Diamondbacks here. Diamondbacks kick the shit out of the Dodgers. We'll get to the Dodgers, um, but I really think that is going to be the difference in the series. Just Diamondbacks are a young, upcoming team, up and coming team. They got talent. Um, they've been mashing the fucking ball in both series, um, their Wild Card series and the Dodgers series, um, and that'll probably keep them in games. with they, I mean, they have Tommy fucking Pham hitting third. I I don't know how they keep up with the Phillies offense. And I think the fan base in Philadelphia, like that's just going to be a tough, tough scene over there. And if the, if the Phillies wear those powder blue jerseys, that's a wrap. It's game over.
0: Yeah. And before we preview that, the balls, like you said, they're just hitting the shit out of the ball. It's because the fucking Diamondbacks get they get fake balls. The MLB is giving them fake balls or something, bro. It's fucking bullshit. That shit
1: was juiced up. Some of those – I will say, before I really go in on the Dodgers, some of the, Kike hit a ball, that would have been gone. CT3 but, did too.
0: CT3 I'm telling to you, there's
1: that a ball would have been out of... The stats, the stat, uh, stat cast said that ball was a... CT3s was a home run in 22 ballparks. There's 30 ballparks. It wasn't gone there. Fucking bullshit, man. I... Let's get to the Dodgers. I can't stand that fucking team. I, I'm glad it's over. I hate hate that team that the team as it was constructed dave roberts i've been a stand like i've the dodgers have been relevant for so long he's been at the head of it as a manager it's nice to know you know throughout the long the dog days of summer you know you got your dodgers and they're gonna fucking win seven out of ten games consistently and they're fucking good they're gonna win 100 games they're gonna win the nl west but these last fucking three years There's no no fire. There's no fire. I'm showing more passion right now in this run against them than they showed this whole fucking three games of the series. They got swept by a Diamondbacks team that won 16 games less than them. That is ridiculous. They got beat the year before 3-1 by a Padres team that won like 18 games less than them. Fuck all that. It's ridiculous. There's no passion. You have Mookie Betts in a post-game interview not showing any fucking like ownership, saying, well, they get paid a lot to play baseball too. Shut the fuck up, dude. I love you, Mookie. You're a Dodger for a long time. I hope you win a couple of rings. Holy shit. If you come with that attitude, let's ship your ass out. Freddie Freeman looking, going over. We had one hit with the Freddie Freeman and Mookie bets were one for 21, and it was an infield single that hit off the pitcher. Could have been an error. It wasn't because it was a tough play. They're 0 for 22 in my book fuck both those guys in that series specifically i love them still they are good players but goddamn they need some energy in there dave roberts is too much of a fucking just chill ass guy he's all about the vibes good vibes i dig it i respect it this team does not need that they they live in la
0: they fucking need some some juice i fucking agree Absolutely, man. Does that feel good to take it off your chest and just put it fucking out there into the world?
1: Yeah. Can I keep going though? Yeah. That we we said on the pod, we said don't come at us with the Kershaw shit and Kershaw shit the fucking bed. All the fans always say, you know, oh, 60 game season, 60 game. Yeah, it was a 60 game season. That ring fuck that ring too. Fuck this team for doing what they do to us year in, year out. They make us believe. They win these games in the playoffs. I mean, in the, yeah, not in the playoffs. They no. win these games in <laughs> the fucking regular season. Make us think. I literally remember thinking this year's different. This year's different. Blah, blah, blah. We had the injuries, whatever bullshit. We didn't have the pitching. I was excited coming into it thinking like, oh, we have these rookie pitchers. They don't know. Like, there's no pressure. The, whatever. You know, they can just go out and pitch. Bobby Miller fucking sucked. Ryan Pepio was the best pitcher down the stretch. And they didn't fucking use them one inning in the three games. How the fuck does that happen?
0: I don't know, man. It's a fucking disgrace, to be honest with you. I've gotten to a point where when we lost to the Astros, we lost to the the Red Sox. Like, I was legitimately fucking sad. Like, I didn't want to go to work the next day. I remember when we lost to the Astros. I got my car, went to the store. I bought a PS4 and a bottle of whiskey, came home, got drunk, played video games all night, probably didn't go to work the next day. It fucking sucked. It's gotten to the point where, like, after last year, going into it this year, I felt like the fucking players looked. I felt like, who even fucking cares? Like, this team is going to choke like they always do. Yeah. And everyone I fucking know in my life is going to text me about it. It's the worst. It's so fucking shitty. I don't understand what they're doing. If they don't go all in this this offseason, and I know we probably said the same thing last year, for Shohei, for fucking pitching, bring in stars. You're the fucking Los Angeles Dodgers. Bring in the guys that are going to win a fucking World Series. And if they don't do that, if Friedman's just happy just being the team that wins 100 games every year and fills the stadium, then that's fucking bullshit he needs to go too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they – I like I said, I've been a Robert supporter. I don't see how this shit works with him. Stop the helm. That I I just don't see it. They they need new leadership. It's it's a shit show. They it's in it's embarrassing. I literally texted you during the uh, game and say it said why does it feel like we care more than them? It literally f- feels like that. Fucking watching the Phillies game last night. Dude strikes out. I can't remember. It's their long haired outfielder. Dude strikes out in a zero zero game. I don't even think anyone was on. He strikes out, he fucking slams his helmet down, pissed off. Not a single Dodger has that in him. Not a single one. I don't I don't get what makes, like, and that doesn't solve everything. If you're bad and you act like that all the time, that shit don't work. It's not just are fucking good. So be pissed off when you suck. Mookie, be pissed off when you fucking suck because you fucking suck. Freddie, be pissed off. You suck too.
0: I think part of the problem is just life is pretty fucking good for them outside of sports, Uh, outside of work. And when you live in Philly, you're just kind of mad all the time. That's true. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know. Hey,
1: Fletcher Cox was in the locker room celebrating with the Phillies, though, bringing that, you know, I love that. He's getting a sack this weekend for sure.
0: All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up with this NLCS. Phillies in four?
1: I'm going to say Phillies in five.
0: Gentlemen, sweep. I'm gonna say Phillies and four. I think they're so much better. I think the Dodgers just a fucking ass.
1: Yeah, I do think the Phillies are significantly better too. They have good pitching too. It's like they're they're the most complete team, arguably. Um, and I think whatever team they ultimately see in the World Series um, is going to be a very very good series. But yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it's the Rangers. If it's the Astros, that feels like one Phillies. Astros probably goes, you know, seven games potentially six, seven games. If it's the Rangers, I could see the bullpen being a real issue with the way the Phillies fucking match the ball. Um, but yeah, I I it's tough to just write off the Diamondbacks after they uh, what they did to our team, but at the same time, after what we just said about our team, it makes sense that the Diamondbacks did what they did.
0: Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. I just hope that if the Phillies do win it in four or five, they get in the pool and just kind of disrespect the Diamondbacks a little bit. I'm kind of anti Diamondbacks now. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, it always happened, but they were just so irrelevant before it didn't even fucking matter. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm not, a, I'm anti Padres, anti Giants. Obviously, I don't give a shit about the Diamondbacks even after that because the Dodgers didn't give a shit. So why I should I?
0: That. I feel that. Well, I think that concludes our time here.
1: Hey, let's end it on a happy note. Um, thanks for a hundred downloads. That's big time.
0: Let's fucking go. Here's Keep the next that time,
1: Keep that shit rolling. Um, Taylor parlays. Send us send us your bet slips with your with our parlays.
0: Yeah, or fade them. Go completely fade opposite. Them.
1: That might work. That might work for you too.
0: All right, my friend. I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers.
1: no need for breaks ain't no plot when you're living it's all first take when you do get to choose might as well be great rock to the rhythm no moves to waste at the spot with precision don't no need for breaks ain't no plot when you're living it's all first take when you do get to choose might as well be great it's that get loose family all around and you kick tunes good smoke good people come through if you play by the same rules Miss hey started tripping on myself. So I had to get saved stay in your lane if the way is paved There we go again talking real heavy listen up world I think I'm talking pretty steady if you want to live it place it in your mind everything could change in just one night There we go again talking real heavy Listen up world. I think I'm talking pretty steady if you want to live it place it in your mind everything could change in just one night